Act One, Scene One of Lightning by Winchell Smith and Frank Bacon. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act One, Scene One, Scene A small hotel on the border between California and Nevada. There is a door right to dining room, a door down right to parlor, and a door in back flat center to the road upright. In alcove, there is a door to the kitchen, and a door up left, in alcove not used. There are two staircases, one left and right to the rooms. At the top of each, an arch with curtains. In the circle of the stairways, there are two counters with a register on each. A large fish hangs over the center of arch at back. There are two rugs running up and down stage center with about six inches between marking the state line. The ground cloth is brown, striped to represent boards. On the railing of stairway right and left, there is a letter box with keys or tags. Down in front of stairway right, an old-fashioned hall rack and umbrella stand. At left, front of stairway, an old whatnot filled with old pieces of bric-a-brac, and an upholstered chair just right of this. Down center, a small old-fashioned round table with chairs right and left of it. Camera on table, off in doorway right. A small stand with toothpicks in a glass vase on it. It is placed to hold door open. A small rug in front and off stage of doors right and left. Outside of door center, a fence running from right to left, in the center of which there is a sign reading California slash Nevada. California right, Nevada left. A drop with mountains and a lake and a waterfall on it. A ground row in front of this with part of a lake on it. There are brackets right and left of door center and above doors right and left. A chandelier hangs in center. As the curtain rises, Mrs. Jordan is seated in chair right of table center. Mrs. Sarr enters from down right. Waitress comes down Nevada stairs with tray of dishes, crosses and exits down right. Mrs. Cockshell enters from door left. All women are dressed for a walk. Mrs. Jordan to Mrs. Starr. Have you had enough? Goodness, yes. Mrs. Moore comes down Nevada stairs. Mrs. Moore to Mrs. Starr. Hello? Mrs. Starr to Mrs. Cogshell. Sorry if I kept you waiting. That's all right, dear. Mrs. Starr meets Mrs. Cogshell at center. They exit up center and to right. Mrs. Moore to Mrs. Jordan. Are you ready? Yes. But don't you think we ought to ask Mrs. Preston to come with us? Oh, Lord. Sits. I know what you mean, but I feel so awfully sorry for her. Well, I have no sympathy for a woman who can't hold her husband. 
but I have. And I've heard that Mr. Preston is only waiting to get this divorce until he can... Enter Mrs. Preston from dining room. Takes parcel from hall rack. Starts upright. Mrs. Moore, seeing Mrs. Preston. Shh! Mrs. Jordan rises. Oh, Mrs. Preston. Mrs. Preston comes down. We're going over to the waterfall to take some snapshots. And we thought you might like to come along, too. Mrs. Moore rises, comes down center. Yes, do come, Mrs. Preston. Why, thank you. I'd love to. Crosses left above table to look in mailbox. But do you know if the mail has come yet? I know it hasn't, and it's disgraceful. I suppose Mr. Jones has gone for it again. No wonder they call him lightning. Monday he didn't get back until supper time, and when he did come back, he could hardly walk. I'm going to speak to Mrs. Jones about it. Oh, please don't. There probably wasn't anything for me anyway. And you can't find Mrs. Jones now. She's always in the kitchen at mealtime. Then I'll speak to her daughter, if I can pry her away from that young man for a moment. To Mrs. Preston. He's still in the dining room, isn't he? But he's not Millie's young man. She was employed in his office in San Francisco. Well, there's no reason because she worked for him that he can't be in love with her. Such a man would hardly be in love with a head waitress. Picking up camera. Whether he's in love with her or not, I'm going to ask her about the mail. Millie, may I speak to you for a moment? Slight pause. Millie enters from dining room. Yes, Mrs. Moore? Do you know why the mail hasn't arrived? Perhaps the train is late today. It couldn't be this late. It's nearly two o'clock and the train's due at ten. Well, who went for the mail? Your father? Yes, I believe he did. Why in the world would they let him go for it? Gets bags. You see, dear, the mail is the most exciting event of the day. I'm very sorry. Well, I suggest another mail carrier. Gets bag from table center. Women gather up their things and start up stage at center. Thomas enters from dining room. Takes hat from rack. Crosses up stage. Do you have all you wanted? No, but I had all I could hold. He joins women, who turn back when he enters. The food here is ripping, isn't it? Yes, indeed. Yes, Mrs. Perfectly Jones, it's delicious. a wonderful table. Everyone says that. It. Going for a stroll? Yes, yes we, were. we were. Won't you come with us? Yes, oh, come along. I'm sorry, I can't possibly. I've got my packing to do. I'm leaving on the afternoon boat. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm awfully sorry you're going so soon. Why, you only came three days ago. Women exit center saying, Goodbye. So pleased to have met you. I hope you'll be back before long. Thomas to Millie. It's a shame to miss a stroll with them. Coming back to Millie right front of counter. What's the matter, Millie? 
Daddy. Anything happened to him? He went for the mail at nine o'clock this morning and hasn't got back yet. Oh, well, don't let that worry you. After I get my things packed, I'll go out and see if I can hunt him up. Millie, coming over to him right center. As if you hadn't done enough for us already. But now I think of it, I've got to see lightning before I go. Must you? Why, the place belongs to Mother. But Bill happens to be her husband, so we need his name, too. Oh, dear. What if we can't find him before you go? Thomas crosses the back of counter, gets keys. Well, in that case, I can leave the papers here, and you can get his signature and send them on to me. So, that's all right. Crosses to Millie, left center. You do know how much I appreciate all you've done for us, don't you? Why, it's nothing at all, Millie. Nothing at all? When I didn't know which way to turn, and Mother was about frantic, and then you came here and in no time arranged everything so that Mother and Daddy are going to be better off than they ever dreamed of? But it was the simplest thing in the world. I just happened to think what to do. That was all. Mrs. Jones enters from kitchen, starts for stairs left. Thomas sees her. Oh, hello, Mrs. Jones. Oh, excuse me. Starts back for kitchen. Millie going to her and catching her. Oh, mother, no, you're not going back into that hot kitchen. Brings her down center to chair right of table center. You've been working out there three mortal hours. Mrs. Jones, looking at Thomas. But I don't look presentable. Come now, you mustn't mind me, Mrs. Jones. Do sit down, Mother. You look ready to drop. Mrs. Jones sits right of table. Mrs. Jones to Thomas, rolling down sleeves. She's always telling me that. Sometime I think I'll fall down just to satisfy her. Millie's right. You do work a great deal too hard. The work has to be done. Fixing hair. Well, it won't be long before you can say goodbye to hard work for the rest of your life. I can scarcely realize that yet. Rises. But I do realize that I owe it all to you. I only wish I could tell you how grateful I am. Thomas starts upstairs. Well, I'm going to get out for fear you'll try. Hang on to her, Millie, and make her take a rest. Thomas exits up California stairs. Mrs. Jones crosses towards California desk right center. There. Now I've driven him away. Turns to Millie. Why, no you haven't. He's going up to pack. Takes table up left of door center. Is he really leaving this afternoon? Yes. I don't see why he wants to hurry away. Why, he's arranged everything about selling the place. There's nothing more to stay for. Takes chair from right of center. Places it in front of California desk. You're here, ain't you? Oh, mother. Coming down right of Mrs. Jones. Please get that foolish idea out of your head. Foolish idea? <laughs> Sits left center. 
why milly every letter you wrote home all the time you was working in his office showed that he cared for you why i never wrote you anything of the sort never i could read between the lines and if he isn't in love with you why is he planning for us to come and live in san francisco i'm planning that crosses to mrs jones and places arm around her and leans cheek on mrs jones's head for years you've worked like a slave and now you deserve to see something of life and have some good times the very idea of the city frightens me why you've talked of going to the city ever since i can remember mrs jones looking at milly i know i have but now that i can go i'm afraid i'm going to look out of place that i won't know how to dress right and i'm going to see that you have just as nice things as any other women who is stopping here they look at each other and smile mrs jones to front then this bill rises i'm so afraid of the way he'll behave crosses left a little turns to milly when his pension comes you must take him to town and buy him some new clothes milly with sudden thought is it time for his pension to come here why turns and looks at letter-box left then turns back to milly ain't he back with the mail yet not yet oh oh mother then you think his pension has come mrs jones turns to milly i think it's come and gone crosses to back of nevada desk looks under desk turns and looks at mailbox then back at the desk after mrs jones's back of desk left milly crosses to desk right watching mrs jones i found him hanging round this desk this morning and it took him forever to get started i wonder opens register and finds flask holds it up there he was waiting for a chance to get at this milly crosses to mrs jones anyway goes and puts her arm around her don't let's blame him for anything until we're sure now please go up and have a good rest crosses right to dining-room door mrs jones crosses the kitchen door i've got to go to the kitchen first what for why if he should come home sober you want to keep something hot for him he don't deserve a mouthful milly imitating mrs jones no of course not mrs jones exits into kitchen i'll set a place for him exits right bill enters slowly from porch papers and letters under his arm he looks about then beckons to zeb off right whistling darling i am growing old starts left looks up center zeb crothers appears cautiously in doorway he is a very old man shabbily dressed bill turning and seeing zeb come on zeb what are you afraid of where's your old woman that's all right she ain't here i don't believe ye got a drop takes one step indoor bill goes to desk left and raises lid of register i'll show ye mrs jones enters briskly from kitchen 
Zeb, seeing her, hurries out center. Bill closes desk quickly, goes to letter rack, and begins sorting mail. Mrs. Jones rushes to door center to Zeb, who has run out door center. Clear out now. Comes back and turns. Sees Bill, walks deliberately down center, above the chair left center. Bill Jones, where have you been? Bill looks around as though surprised to see her there. Holds position a moment, then speaks pleasantly, as if she hadn't spoken to him, still whistling. Hello, mother. Goes on sorting mail. She watches him angrily and advances a step. Do you know what time it is? Bill pays no attention. It's after two o'clock. She stands glaring at him. He goes on whistling. Bill, looking at letter in his hand. Mrs. Taft's in number four, ain't she? Corrects his mistake. Changes letter to number four. There, that's right. This one is for Mr. Thomas. Turns as if to go up stage. She makes a slight move in that direction. He alters his course and makes a wide detour downstage, looking at letter in his hand. Pauses and reads envelope. Raymond Thomas, Esq. Mrs. Jones crosses to left of Bill. Bill, have you been drinking? Bill turns suddenly and breathes in her face. Thank the Lord. What's he got to do with it? Turns and puts Thomas's letter in California rack right. You know it's way past dinner time. If you won't work, the least you can do is to be on time for your meals. I been working. Crosses to left, speaking as he goes. Working? At what? I got the mail. The mail came at ten o'clock. Well, I got it. Was there a letter for you? Looking into Bill's face. Bill, slightly shaking head. No. Bill Jones, didn't your pension come today? Still looking at Bill. Bill puts hand in left trousers pocket, feeling money. Not today. Well, when it does come, Millie's going to buy you some clothes with it. I got clothes enough. You've got nothing fit to wear in the city. When you began calling on me, you had good clothes. Well, this is the same suit. Crosses right toward California desk. Meets Millie. Millie enters from dining room right, leaving door open. Millie comes to Bill. Oh, Daddy, you're back. What of it? Millie goes to him. Are you all right? Bill reads into her face. Now are you satisfied? Millie kisses him. Do go into your dinner, won't you? Crosses the dining room door. Millie has saved you something hot. Crosses close to Bill. Please come out now. The girls want to get their work done up. I'd have been in there long ago if Mother hadn't stopped me. Millie goes back of desk right, glances at Nevada desk. You and Millie go in. I'll be there in a moment. Oh, no. You march yourself in now. Points to dining room. 
No. What? Mm, yes. Exits right. Enter Lemel Townsend from dining room. Bill crosses Lem and exits. Lem gets his hat and portfolio from hat rack. Mrs. Jones goes up California stairs. Call me when the boat comes, Millie. Exit. Yes, ma'am. Back of desk right, looking in letterbox. Lem, with a low bow. Who do I pay? Coming in front of desk right, puts hat and portfolio on desk. Are you only staying for dinner? That's all this trip. Four bits. Cheap enough for that dinner. Gives Millie money. She puts it in drawer under desk. Lem, looking about. I never heard of this hotel until a week ago. It's only been running about three months. Well, it's certainly a great idea. Who thought of it? It just happened. How was that? Mother's plan was to just take some boarders, and we didn't get any. But all of a sudden, the women began coming and asking for rooms in Nevada. So we had to put in the Nevada desk and register. Lem looks from one desk to the other. Oh, and now you're all filled up. Nevada's about full, but California's about empty. Well, if I'm elected... Opening portfolio. Taking out cards. Your guests will be coming up before me later on. I'm running for judge at the next election. Takes card bearing his picture and vote for Lemel Townsend for superior judge of the second judicial district. Hands her one. Millie, looking at card. Indeed? Yes, I'm on a sort of personally conducted campaign tour. Do you mind if I take up a card or two? Not at all. Lem, taking cards, etc., to other desk. Thank you. Crosses around right to hat rack. Puts card just left of it on post of staircase. Enters center, livery man, carrying several bags. Lem goes behind desk and puts up cards right. I drove some folks up from the landing. Goes center, putting two grips by desk left. Oh, the boat's in. Enter center, Mrs. Harper and Maid Frida, Everett Haymond and Sheriff Nevin Blodgett. Mrs. Harper is 24 and looks younger. She is pretty, trim little figure and girlish manner. She is a little overdressed, wears a heavy veil, and is much agitated and embarrassed. Frida, the maid, is dressed in dark blue street dress. She is tall and thin but good-looking. She stands helplessly about with her arms full of bundles. Haymond is a large, important man, about forty. His clothes are well-fitting, well-pressed, and a bit flashy. He continually tries to be genial. Sheriff Blodgett is a tall, long-legged, raw-boned, hatchet-faced man. He wears slouch hat and high boots. Mrs. Harper gives livery man money, right of him. Livery man, receiving money for Mrs. Harper. Thank you, marm. I want to pay for two. Livery man, going past him and out center. I'll be back in a minute. 
i got to help the lame lady how are you mr townsend crossing down to lem right hello sheriff they shake hands milly going to sheriff center do you want to register Haymond left of her no thanks we just wanted to find out if notices mrs harper sheriff turns and looks at mrs harper lem sticks card on end of desk and then watches mrs harper suppose you attend to the others first milly turns to mrs harper who advances much embarrassed would you like to register mrs harper looks around at everybody then crosses down right of milly how do you do i understand sees Haman looking on i've been told that sees sheriff watching from the other side could i speak to you privately milly going to parlor door left opens door certainly will you come in here lem goes back of desk right sheriff turns to lem and makes remark about mrs harper turns and goes up right center mrs harper and frida exit into parlor thank you crossing to door left all right frida frida picks up bag up left and follows mrs harper off left can we hire an automobile here no sir but you can get a team from the liveryman thanks milly exits left closing door liveryman enters with mrs margaret davis center she is on one crutch and he has her arm she is right of liveryman they go right down center can i get a rig from you liveryman holding open door not until i get back to the stable that's soon enough come on blodgett Haymond and sheriff exit center Haman points to waterfall as they exit left margaret davis is a woman of thirty of medium height pretty well formed well and quietly dressed though she is quite independent she is simple and straightforward never fresh and seldom slangy she's on one crutch lem turns to watch now i'm all right thank you is this your bag he turns and picks up bag and puts it on desk left upper end and drops down left yes sees lem oh wait a minute and i'll get some change from the clerk going to desk opening purse will you change five dollars for me in front of desk right lem laughs embarrassed i'm afraid i can't well then pay the busman please turns away lem realizing whom she has taken him for why um uh... margaret looks at him what's the matter with you i shall be delighted he crosses the livery man how much is it four bits two bits apiece apiece two for you and two for your trunk oh i didn't know that you were charging for the crutch lem laughs margaret stops laughing and glares at lem he stops laughing lem gives him money here you are thank you marm exits up center to the right charge that please well um 
I'm Mrs. Davis, Mrs. Margaret Davis. Lem crosses to her as if being introduced. I'm very glad to meet you. My name is Lemuel Townsend, and I... Will you show me my room? I'm afraid I don't know where it is. Why, you were expecting me, weren't you? No, I wasn't. I wrote you I was coming. No, you didn't write to me. You see, I'm only a guest here. Lem joins in the laugh and laughs louder than she, as if it were a great joke. <laughs> and I said, and I took you for the clerk. Yes. And I made you pay the busman. Oh, that was a pleasure. Oh, I couldn't allow that. Just as soon as somebody comes, I'll return it. I hope you'll forgive me. Lem gets chair from up left and puts it center. I'm so glad it happened. Oh, won't you sit down? Offers chair. I'll try, but... Sits, takes crotch in left hand. Lem moves to her and back and helps her. It's not so easy for me to sit down as it used to be. When seated. There. Now I'm all right till I have to get up again. Will you allow me to introduce myself properly? Sees card on desk and gets it. Permit me my card. Margaret takes card. I'm candidate for judge at the next election. Margaret looking at card. Oh, really? Turns to him suddenly, handing back card. Where will you be judge? If I'm elected, in Reno. Will you try divorce cases? Oh, yes. Margaret offers hand. Hey, I'm awfully glad to meet you. The pleasure is mutual, believe me. Puts card back on desk, gets chair upright, and brings it down to Margaret's right. Do you intend remaining here long? Sits. I'm in for six months. Oh, I'm very sorry for you, Mrs. Davis, if, uh... Oh, my case doesn't call for sympathy. No? No, congratulations. Oh, it's that way. Yes, and I'd probably never been able to get a divorce if it hadn't been for this. Indicates leg. You don't mean that your husband was brute enough to... Oh, heavens no. This was an accident. Oh, is it, uh, is it serious? I should say it is. Something that will be permanent? Oh, no, not so bad as that. Oh. It's a sprain. See? Crosses right, knee over left, puts hand on ankle. Lem, a trifle embarrassed. Uh, I'm very sorry. It's probably all for the best. You see, I'm a dancer. A dancer? Yes. I play vaudeville theater. I've wanted a divorce for years, but I'm always booked solid and never could stay in one place long enough to get one. When this happened, it gave me just the chance I've been looking for. Now I can get a good long rest and my freedom into the bargain. That certainly is a great scheme. It's nice of you to listen to it all. I don't often tell the story of my life. I'm glad you told it to me. Because from the moment I saw you walk in that door, I, uh... Margaret looks at Lamb. But then I was afraid that you... 
Well, it was a great relief to find that you had two good, uh... Indicates leg. Anyone that has seen me dance can inform you about that. Look at each other and laugh. <laughs> are you stopping here for pleasure, or are you doing time too? I'm a bachelor. Margaret looks at him. He smiles. She looks away. How nice. Bill enters from dining room. Oh, here's someone now. Lem rises, moves chair right. Lem helps her to rise. Bill watches as she limps towards him. Are you connected with the hotel? Lem puts his chair upright near desk and crosses to left at back, watching following scene. Rheumatism? No. This is the best climate in the world for rheumatism. Margaret right in front of desk. I'm Mrs. Davis. You're reserving a room for me. Takes pen. How long do you expect to stay? The usual. In front of desk, starting to register. Eh? Six months. Bill takes away pen and crossing to the other desk front of it. This is the six-month side over here. Margaret turns. Mrs. Jones enters from upstairs right. She has changed dress and combed hair. Crosses back and to left of Mrs. Davis. Oh, is this Mrs. Davis? Yes. I'm reserving number eight for you. Do you want to go up now? Good heavens, is it up? Only one flight. Turns and sees bag on upper end of desk left. Is this your bag? Yes. Mrs. Jones crosses and gets bag. Goes upstairs left and waits at top. Lem, who has been watching eagerly, to Margaret. Won't you let me help you? Why, thank you very much, Judge. Lem takes crutch, puts left arm about her, and starts for stairs left. I'm not a judge yet. Oh, but you will be. I'm sure of that. She puts her arm on his shoulder, and he assists her. Mrs. Jones stands aside to let them pass. Enter Millie, Mrs. Harper, and Frida. Mrs. Harper starts for California desk. Bill to Mrs. Harper and Frida. Is either of you getting a divorce? Daddy! Goes behind desk left. Well, if they are, they are going to the wrong desk. Mrs. Harper goes to Nevada desk and registers. Will you have my trunk sent up, please? Exits left. Bill? Yes? Bring Mrs. Davis' trunk up to eight right away. It'll be right up there. Mrs. Jones exits up Nevada stairs. All right, Frida. Millie, taking keys from Rack, comes around and up to steps. It's a very small room, but the only one we have left. Millie comes from behind desk and starts upstairs left. Frida has picked up luggage and starts off upstairs left. Bill, reading name and register. Mm, Mrs. Harper, truckee. Mrs. Harper turns and looks at him. Bill, looking up. Does your husband drive a green automobile? Yes. I met him last night. Mrs. Harper looks at Bill in surprise. He's a fast driver, ain't he? Gets to truckee in two hours. 
Milly from stairs. Will you come up now? Mrs. Harper following her. Thank you. Bill talking to Mrs. Harper as she goes. Yes, sir, he's got a pile of money. Carries it all with him. Milly from landing. Daddy! Mrs. Harper and Frida exit up Nevada stairs. Well, seems like she was making a mistake, leaving a man like that. Daddy! Exit. Heyman and Sheriff enter center. How are you? Bill gets center, looking them over. All right. Want to register? Starts for California desk. No, thanks. We're just waiting for a break from the livery stable. Is it too late to get something to eat? Looks toward dining room. Dinner's over. Supper at six. Got a bar? Having one put in next week. Do you want a drink? Where'll I get it? I think I can find you something. Crosses above sheriff to desk left. Good. Gets chair from up left center. Brings it around and sits left of center. Bill. He goes to Nevada desk and looks for flask. Heyman gets chair from up left. Brings it down right center and sits. By the way, is there a man stopping here named Raymond Thomas? Huh? Taking letters out of register. I heard there was a Mr. Thomas stopping here. Bill, looking in his pockets. Yeah, he's here. Is he in now? Bill looks behind desk. Raises lid of register. I say, do you know if he is here now? Millie enters from Nevada stairs. I know it was here last night. Millie sees Bill hunting. Daddy? Bill slams down register. Sheriff and Heyman rise. Remove hats. Sheriff puts his chair left front of counter. He wants to see Mr. Thomas. Millie, crossing to Heyman Center, looks at Heyman interested. He's in his room. Heyman rises. Would you send up my card, please? Takes out card case. They wanted dinner, but I told them it was too late. Bill feels for bottle. I can get you some sandwiches if you'd like them. Well, we are a little hungry, but I don't like to trouble you. Hands Millie card. It isn't a bit of trouble. Daddy, take this card to Mr. Thomas. Gives Bill card. Won't you come in here? She crosses the dining room door right. Haymond and Sheriff follow. Haymond going. That's right nice of you. Come along, Blodgett. He goes. Hangs hat on rack. Sheriff exits to dining room. Hanging hat on rack. I'll try to find you something. Exit right. I've been trying to find them something. Tearing up card. Frida comes down Nevada stairs. Looks about. Frida to Bill. Which way is the kitchen? Through there. Points. Thanks. Turns and goes back to Nevada desk. And again searches in register. Frida exits the kitchen. John, neatly dressed, enters center, watches Bill, before speaking. Front. Bill swings around guiltily, closing register quickly. Hello, Lightning. Bill stands, looking at John in surprise. I never saw you dressed up before. Had your dinner? Yes, Lightning. 
I can get you some sandwiches. No, thanks. I want to look around. Turns left. Is this the room that's in both states? Bill, pointing. Yes, the state line runs right across there. Points to center line. You're in California and I'm in Nevada. I had no idea you had such a place. Bill, crossing back absentmindedly to Nevada desk. How about a little something to drink? No, nothing, thanks. Sure? No, nothing, Bill. Well, I can't find it anyhow. John crosses to Bill. With a sudden thought, crosses to register and points at name. John looks at register. Bill crosses right of John. Mrs. Harper. Just got here. Come for a divorce. How do you know? That's what they all come for. Why, Mr. Harper told me all about that trouble. It's the silliest thing in the world. I wonder if I could talk to her. I tried that. Don't do no good. Frida enters from kitchen. With glass of milk and saucer of crackers on tray. Starts for stairs left. There's her hired girl. John, going toward her. Oh, miss, are you here with Mrs. Harper? Frida, stopping. I am. My name is John Marvin. I'm a friend of Mr. Harper. Will you please ask Mrs. Harper if I may see her for a few minutes? Frida, doubtfully. Yes, sir. I'll ask her. Goes to foot of stairs. Thank you. Lem enters down Nevada stairs. Frida exits. Lem sees Bill. Mrs. Davis is waiting for her trunk. It'll be right up there. Lem crosses to desk right, picking up hat and portfolio as he goes. John goes to upper end California desk right and puts hat there. Well, hurry it up, will you? She wants to change her dress, and I'm going to take her for a buggy ride. Hurries out center, off left. Bill starts to sit in chair left center. John in chair right center. They're always wanting something. Mrs. Jones enters from Nevada stairs. Comes downstairs hurriedly. Bill Jones, where's that lady's trunk? Bill rises. Oh, mother, this is Mr. Marvin. John rises. How do you do, Mrs. Jones? How to do? To Bill as she goes toward kitchen. Don't you know how long that lady's been waiting for a trunk? It'll be right up there. Crosses and points to chair left. Sit down, John. Mrs. Jones turns at the kitchen door. Well, you get it up there. He turns. Start. Bill, going up center toward porch. Wait here, John. I won't be a minute. Exit center to right. Excuse me. She exits into kitchen. John looks after her in amused surprise, then turns, goes to Nevada desk. Millie enters from dining room. Why, Miss Buckley. Millie, seeing him. Mr. Marvin? Goes to him. This is a surprise. They shake hands. Good heavens, you're not married. Married? I, I thought people came here to get divorced. Oh, <laughs> they do, but I work here. You what? The hotel belongs to my mother and father. 
Mr. and Mrs. Jones? Yes. Are your mother and father? Well, they're not really, but I've always called them that. I've lived with them ever since I can remember. And I've been seeing lightning for the last month and never knew anything about it. Have you got a camp over on High Ridge? Yes. Why, Daddy's always talking about you, and I hadn't an idea who you were. You haven't given up law, have you? Only for the time being. I was sure you'd never give that up. Why? The way you studied at Mr. Thomas' office. I never saw anyone study so hard. Not when you were in the room, I wasn't, because I was looking at you most of the time. Oh, no. If you'd been looking to me, I'd have seen you. Would you? Crosses close to Millie. Both laugh. Millie turns and sits chair right, and John crosses to left of her. Uh-huh. You haven't left Mr. Thomas's office. Why, yes. I left the week after you did. Why? Was there any trouble? Of course not. How could there be any trouble with Mr. Thomas? John, bringing chair left to left of Millie and sitting. Oh, you like Mr. Thomas. Like him very much, don't you? I more than like him. I adore him. Why, he's done everything for me. You've no idea how fine he is. Well, I know a little about him. Oh, yes. He sold some property for your mother, didn't he? Yes, he sold it to the railroad. He'll be awfully glad to see you again. You don't mean Mr. Thomas is here? Yes, he's upstairs packing now. He's leaving by the afternoon boat. He came way up from San Francisco to help me. In what way? Well, Mother had just opened the hotel. He said I ought to go home and see how she was getting on. And I found her in the biggest lot of trouble. What trouble? Why, it seems a big hotel company found out how well she was doing, and they planned to put up a huge hotel just back of us, and Mother was nearly crazy, for she saw that would take away all her business. And you wrote to Mr. Thomas all about it? Yes. And he wrote you he'd do everything in his power to help you? He telegraphed. Wasn't that just like him? Exactly. Wouldn't it be wonderful if Mr. Thomas could get the hotel company to buy your property and build the big hotel here? You're awfully clever to think of that. That's just what he's done. And they're going to pay enough to make Mother and Daddy comfortable for the rest of their lives. Are they going to pay cash? Oh, it's much better than cash. It shares to their stock. They pay you ten percent a year. It's almost too good to be true. John rises. It does, doesn't it? Billy rises. Well, the hotel company telegraphed that they'd take it, and Mr. Thomas is going to fix up all the papers as soon as he gets back to the city. Miss Buckley, I'm afraid that you... Sees Mrs. Jones, who enters from kitchen, and starts for stairs left. Why? What is it? I must see Bill for a moment, right away, if you'll excuse me. Crosses up to door center. Oh, Mother, this is Mr. Marvin. I've met the gentleman. Yes, Mr. Jones introduced us. Do you know where Daddy is? He went out somewhere after a trunk. My land, ain't he got back with that trunk yet? John to Mrs. Jones. I'll go out and find him. I hope I may see you again, Miss Buckley. I shan't run away. I... I'll be right back. Goes out center. 
turning to left. Milly comes down to right of Mrs. Jones. Oh, is that for Mrs. Davis? Indicating tray Mrs. Jones brought in. Just to last her till supper time. I'll take it out to her. Crosses to Nevada stairs left. What's that man doing around here? Milly turns to Mrs. Jones. He's an awful nice man, mother. Why, he's been living near here for over a month, and I didn't know anything about it. Mrs. Jones crosses to Milly. Why should you? He's one of Bill's cronies, ain't he? Yes, but I met him in Mr. Thomas's office. Oh, the poor young man that studied so hard and that you were so sorry for? I thought there was more to that story than you ever let on. Milly starts up Nevada stairs. Why, I'll hardly know Mr. Marvin. Goes upstairs, exits. Mrs. Jones crosses the stairs, calling after her. It looked to me as though you knew each other pretty well. Enter Bill with trunk on his back. Mrs. Jones turns and sees Bill with trunk. Do you realize how long that lady's been waiting for her trunk? I realize it's heavy. Going up steps. Mrs. Jones scolding, but really afraid of trunk's weight. Oh, well, don't try to take it up if it's too much for you. Bill turns and comes down to her. Oh, it's easy when you know how. Just a knack. Did you see that Mr. Marvin out there? No. Well, I don't want him hanging around here, Bill. John's all right. Starts upstairs. I won't have him here. I've got my reasons. Exits into kitchen. Mrs. Harper enters from top of stairs left as Bill gets to top step with trunk. Mrs. Harper almost running into Bill. Ow! Oh. Excuse me. Comes down steps into center. Mrs. Harper comes down. Does a Mr. Marvin want to see me? Yes. Just wait there in the parlor, and I'll send him to you in a minute. Mrs. Harper goes into the parlor. Bill starts up the stairs again. John enters center from left. Oh, Bill, I want to see you right away. Comes down center. Throws chair left up center. Mrs. Harper's in the parlor. Coming downstairs to left of John. I'll see her in a minute. Bill, they're trying to rob you. Wait a minute. Puts trunk on desk left. Turns to John. What did you say? They're trying to rob you, Bill. Bill, taking money out of left pocket. No, they ain't. Listen, Bill, this man Thomas is trying to cheat you out of your place. Mr. Thomas? Yes, Mr. Thomas. What makes you think that? I'm sure of it. The stock he's going to give you isn't worth a dollar. What can I do about it? The place belongs to Mother. Oh. Well, tell Thomas your wife won't consider selling until you consult your lawyer. Then I'll talk to him. Bill gets trunk on his back again at desk left. What'll I tell him? That you won't sell until you consult your lawyer. I'd have told him that anyway. Crosses up stage and goes upstairs left. Good. Now I've got to see Mrs. Harper. 
Bill, at top of stairs, leaning over railing. Oh, John, what makes you think that about Thomas? Because he's the man who cheated me out of my property and sold it to the railroad. Exits into parlor left, and Thomas enters on stairs right. Bill stands on landing, looking at Thomas. Oh, Bill, I want to see you for a minute. Can't you see me from there? Thomas looks up at him. Why? What's the matter? Puts hat and coat on desk right, crosses to left. Can't tell you till I consult my lawyer. Exit Bill. Enter Mrs. Jones from kitchen. So, you are all ready to go? Yes, all ready. I'd like to have a little talk with you, if you don't mind. Why, certainly not, Mrs. Jones. Comes down left of Mrs. Jones. There's something that's worrying me, and I just wanted to speak to you about it. Why, then, do so by all means. Well, I've had an idea that you are... <laughs> well, that you're fond of Millie. Oh, fond of her? <laughs> I should say I am. And I know that Millie is very fond of you, and I've been wondering if there was any reason why you hadn't told each other about it. Oh, well, I guess Millie doesn't see me in that light. Do you think she sees Mr. Marvin in that light? Marvin? Ain't that the name of the man you had in your office? Why, yes. Yes, I did have a John Marvin in my office for a short time. Ha has Millie talked to you about him? It's not what Millie said. Looks at Thomas. It's the way he looked at her. A blind man could see he was in love with her. He, he was here? He's here now. Where? Mrs. Jones, pointing out center. Outside there, somewhere. Thomas, going to door up center. Moving chair as he goes. I'd no idea that fellow had been coming here. Oh, I don't think he has ever been here before. Thomas coming down. Mrs. Jones, I think it only fair to tell you this Marvin is not a proper person for her to see. I thought he was a splendid fellow when I took him into my office and... I could hardly believe it when I found out the sort of a man he really is. What sort is he? Why, he's in with a gang that goes about the country stealing timber. <gasps> Mercy on us. Millie comes down Nevada stairs. Oh, Mr. Thomas. Thomas cautioning Mrs. Jones. Shh. Did you see the man that was waiting for you? Crosses to Thomas. No. Millie crossing to dining room door. Oh, dear. I sent Daddy up to you with his card. As she exits into dining room. Mr. Thomas is here now. Thank you. A moment's pause. Then enter Haymond. Is this Mr. Thomas? Crosses to Thomas. Yes, sir. My name is Hammond. Everett Hammond. How do you do, Mr. Hammond? Excuse me. Thomas, to Mrs. Jones. Oh, I shall see you before I go, Mrs. Jones? Oh, yes. Exits in the kitchen. 
Thomas, after looking around. What's up? I'm on my way over to that Marvin fellow's place. The railroad sent a sheriff after him yesterday, but he couldn't get him, so they told me I'd better come along with the sheriff and see what I could do. I thought I'd stop here and see you first, because I don't know whether it's a good idea to jail Marvin or not. Why not? He'll squeal, won't he? He can't prove anything, and if he talks, he'll do more harm out of jail than he will in. Where's the sheriff? In the dining room. Well, you don't need to go over to Marvin's camp. Why? Because he's here. Here? He? Does he know anything about our buying the hotel? I don't know. You've got it, haven't you? Well, they've agreed to sell. Then you'd better have it transferred to me right away. That's what I was going to do. Now, call in the sheriff and... Payment crosses toward door. Millie enters, crosses to Thomas. Oh, Millie, will you tell your mother that Mr. Hammond of the Golden Gate Land Company is here? She's in the kitchen. I'll get her. Exits into kitchen. Thomas takes chair up left. Ready, Blodgett? Crosses to rack right. Gets hat. Yes, just waiting for you. Sheriff enters, closes door, and gets hat. Sheriff, this is Mr. Thomas. How do you do? How are you? He tells me your man is here. Sheriff to Thomas. Where? Looks at Haymond, then to Thomas. He's apt to come in that door any minute. You wait for him out there and don't let him in this room. Huh. You see, if you nabbed him in the house, it might cause a lot of talk. Oh. Starts up, turns to Thomas. How I know him. I'll pawn him out to you. Mrs. Jones enters with Millie. Mrs. Jones comes down right center. Sheriff exits center, looks right, and walks left, then across right. This is Mr. Hammond, Mrs. Jones, and Miss Berkeley. How do you do? Pleased to meet you. How do you do? Mr. Hammond represents the Golden Gate Land Company, and he tells me they are ready to take over this place at once. Enter Bill on stairs. You mean you want to have us leave right away? Oh, that isn't necessary. But we prefer to have the transfer made so that we can take over the management immediately. You've no objection to that, have you, Mrs. Jones? Bill starts downstairs. Sheriff crosses left center window with back to audience. Stands there. Certainly not. Looking at Thomas, crosses to Haymond. I want to leave the whole matter in Mr. Thomas' hands, and I'll do anything he advises me to. Then we'll give you a deed this afternoon, Mr. Hammond. Bill comes down left of Thomas. Hold on, Thomas. We ain't going to sell the hotel until I consult my lawyer. Bill, do be quiet. What in the world's the matter with you? Enter John from down left. Mother, they're trying to rob you. Bill! Daddy! Mrs. Jones crosses to Bill. You apologize for saying such a thing to Mr. Thomas. Bill turns up to desk at left. John comes to Mrs. Jones. 
There's no need for an apology, Mrs. Jones. Bill's right. Thomas goes up to door center, beckons the sheriff, and points to John. So it's you who's been putting Bill up to this? Now I know all about you, and I don't want any of your advice. She goes up to kitchen door. John follows her upright. Mrs. Jones, you... Sheriff enters left, meets John up center. Is your name John Marvin? John turns and eyes Sheriff for a moment. Don't interrupt me now. Comes down center, California side. Sheriff follows down Nevada side. You better not get fresh with me. That's the man you're after, Sheriff. I got a warrant for your arrest. Oh! John to Sheriff. I can't be bothered with you just now. Now I... None of y'all, Lip. Now come along. Grabs John. They are right on the state line. John throwing him back. Take your hands off me. Throw Sheriff to Nevada side. He stays on California side. Now you're worse off than you was before, resisting an officer of the law. Taking handcuffs from left coat pocket. Starts for John. Law? Don't you know any more about law than to try and serve me with a Nevada warrant when I'm in California? By Jiminy, he's right. Ring curtain. John, as curtain descends. Now understand, Bill. They can't get a good title to this place without your signature, so don't you sign any paper till you see what they're after. Starts for Bill. Crosses line. Sheriff starts for John. Bill motions for John to get back as curtain comes down. All exit quickly except Bill and Sheriff. Haymond, Mrs. Jones, and Thomas exit center and to right. John exits kitchen. Millie exits kitchen. Bill goes back of desk left. Sheriff goes up, takes Bill's hat up, puts it on hook with code, brings small table down center. Goes back upstage. Curtain. End of Act 1, Scene 1.